Welcome to the Scott Shepherd Podcast. I am a man on a mission to create an army of independent writers, creators, and thinkers who make a hell of a living doing what they love. And it all starts with one thing, and that is doing things the old way, the hard way, the deliberate way, the anti-net way. Listen in as I share thoughts and rants of what goes on behind the scenes as I create an independent knowledge empire where I get to spend my days doing what I love, reading, writing, and thinking while making a hell of a living and helping my people do the same. What's up, friend? Welcome back to another episode of The Daily Scott Shepherd. Today is a very special one because I'm going to be sharing with you an all-too-early intro that I asked my good buddy friend who works down at the very lobby of the beautiful building that I work in called One American Plaza in downtown San Diego. And I asked this fella, because I learned that he knows how to play guitar, I was like, you know what? Hey, for the hell of it, you think you can basically record an intro, a, a song, uh, for my podcast. And he was like, yes. So his name is Q. We call him Q. Quentin is his real name, but freaking Q. He's the man. So you're going to be hearing a nice little preview of the intro. It's a rough version. And well, quite frankly, it's raw, but hell, it's a little bit better than, well, me jumping into things and hearing nothing. So without further ado, I'm going to play you the intro, and then we're going to jump into episode 188. Peace. See you back here in a second. If you are a writer or a copywriter, listen up. What you are listening to right now is the best thing you could be doing with your time. But that's only for those that are interested in challenge and growth. Sound good? Good. But I'm only for people who like Family Guy. If both of those things aren't you, then best of luck. Everyone else, here's where I share early pieces of my work. I do this every day because I freaking love people like you, which is why I address you as friend. The focus is writing and copywriting. The goal is growth. The vision, simple, is world domination. Let's rock and roll, baby. Welcome to issue number 188 of The Daily. Scott Shepard. Today I'm going to be reading you and riffing on issue number 188. It's from Scott P. Shepard himself in One American Plaza, downtown San Diego, California. Start time that I wrote the piece was Monday at 3.16 p.m. And, well, I'm recording it at 8.46 p.m. Let's rock and roll. Dear friend, today I'll be picking up where I left off in issue number 186. As you may recall, I switched from digital notes to analog notes. Obsidian stood as the fantastic piece of software, digital software, that I was using at the time. Note cards, however, took Obsidian's place. Yet, I continued to use Obsidian for my daily writings. A few weeks went by, then one day I decided to explore the idea of switching to analog for my daily writings. 
I decided to list out the pros and cons of analog versus digital. Here they are below. My pros and cons of analog for writing. Cons. Let's start first with the cons. The first con that I listed, and mind you, this was written only a week after I started my journey with analog. So I wrote down, you cannot quickly search all the files for keywords. That's a con with analog. Yet I continued to write, to be fair, I rarely even do this now with Obsidian. Maybe once per week, and in, in that case, it's not even that valuable. And side note, if I didn't have search functionality, then it'd actually force me to review the material that I'd already written. And not only review it, but be shocked and surprised by what I had previously written. Not a bad thing for some of us with, well, lazy-ass tendencies to always create new information and not necessarily review the old things, the brilliant things, the surprising things that we've already created. The second con that I wrote out in my initial thoughts on what the downside would be in switching to analog was that it misses out on training me to write quickly and freely via, via, I wrote, I wrote keyword, hell, I'll keep it on the website so that you guys can see it, my typo, but what I meant was keyboard. And then I continued to write, I'm like, though, to be fair, is this such a bad thing? It may be good to actually slow down. Writing by hand takes more time. Writing by hand makes you think before you write. And the reason why writing by hand makes you think even before you write is because it takes so much more time to write. You can't just start writing about anything. It's not quick. It's not painless. It's not free and easy like it is to just bust out typing on a keyboard. The third con that I initially wrote down was that I could not share and publish easily online if I went the analog method of writing things out. Though, who even wants half-developed information? It's better to publish directly and publicly work that has already been deeply processed and structured. And what I meant by processed and structured centers around the nature of notes you find that are published online. A lot of people have been you know, opening up their notes and sharing it online. Obsidian has an easy, painless feature of using something called Obsidian Publish to just you know, bust out some notes and publish it online if you do not care about the information you're sharing. So the problem with this is that most people, the notes that they write are their own thoughts, and it's primarily gibberish for anyone other than its creator. Just information and not knowledge, that's all it is. And knowledge is processed and structured information. People desire knowledge. Now, in the footnotes, I've pointed out a sample of a note-based website that is quite honestly mostly gibberish, and it's not really useful to anyone but the creator. I then pointed out a counterexample. The counterexample is from 
some Vietnamese data scientist named Tai, and he's actually, his notes and his website is very, very useful. But if you look at it, it's not the typical types of notes that you and I take. What he created is insanely professional, well-kept, a clean and well-litted place, if you will. Most people, most of us, including yours truly, we take notes and we write in such a way wherein, yes, we aim, even if we aim to have it be mostly professional information that could be published instantly, if we look back and in retrospect, it's easy for us to see just how much work and drafts that <laughs> that our actual thoughts need in order to be, well, communicated properly. So let's now move on to the pros of analog. The pros that I initially wrote down was number one, simple. Number two, less distractions. Number three, make use of my beautiful pens, which, you know, finally I would have a use to, to show off my ostentatious writing objects. So that's nice. The fourth would be more freedom and creativity is we can draw and the, the canvas is essentially the blank piece of paper that we can create anything on. And that exists in the realm of well, reality, not virtual reality, but actual reality when you can actually create anything you want or imagine with your hands. And I know, I know, there's the Apple Pencil and iPads that you can draw on, and there are all of those sketchpad tools, which are fantastic for designers, right? But if you're looking to actually develop your thoughts in your brain and not even necessarily your brain, but your thoughts while you are still thinking them and trying to get them out of your head, you do not need and you do not want any type of constraint. And well, the very fact is that software is built within the universe of a man-made object. And things that we can create in reality are much, much, much more far removed from that sandbox that the digital world plays in. And this taps into something called the theory of forms, which is a platonic concept that you can look up. But the bottom line is that having a blank canvas in physical reality allows you to create everything you want without being restrained by all of the limitations and tools that, well, constrain us within the realm of software, period. The fifth thing that I thought was a pro of analog was number number five, past success. You see, in college, I finally turned my life around by becoming a fantastic student and, well, starting to ace my schoolwork for the first time in my life. And it was all a slow, evolving 
system wherein I wrote things down by hand. And so it might not be such a bad thing to go back to, well, what has worked best in one's life. The sixth thing, however, is this. Academic research backing the improved understanding and learning that one gets through writing by hand. You see, there's undeniable research that shows that writing by hand increases your understanding of the material and your understanding and memory of whatever it is you're trying to commit to memory. Seven, constraints breed creativity. That's a simple principle, and yet it definitely applies to the world of analog. And the eighth and final thing on the list is this. Richard Feynman once wrote and said, I don't know if he, I believe it was said, actually. In an interview, they were asking him about his thinking process. And they're like, oh, okay, so you, you think and then you write your stuff down on paper. And they were commenting on his extensive note library. And he said, no, no, quote, no, they aren't a record of my thinking process. They are my thinking process. I actually did the work on paper. He doesn't do it in his head. He does it on paper. So many people miss that. And it's the most important thing. You can't even, you don't even do it in the freaking keyboard. You do it with the time and effort and process of writing things out by hand. So these were all the pros and cons that I wrote a short time after switching to analog. The pros list is now way more extensive. I now realize the cons aren't necessarily even cons. In fact, some of them are the exact opposite. For instance, the reason why you should switch to analog is because you cannot search for keywords. That is the worst thing that is decaying your mind. It's preventing you from actually relearning and rediscovering the brilliant things that you've already written. And no, you are not going to do that by just searching for some random term. And you're also not going to do that with willpower. But the bottom line is that these are just a small, small glimpse of, well, what you will be learning about soon. Well, that is if you care about one thing, and that's if you care about creating genius-level work built to last for 200 years after you peace out from this planet. If you do care about that, then you're going to want to hang around. But until then, always remember to stay crispy, my friend. In time of the writing piece, 4.39 p.m., and in time of this recording piece, 8.58 p.m. See you tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. Well, not ladies and gentlemen, screw that. See you tomorrow, my friend, because I'm only talking one-on-one with the people that I actually like, which means you, the person hearing this now. I'll see you tomorrow. Peace and love. Bye-bye now. Hey, real quick. This podcast was made possible by my sponsor, which is me. Yes, 
frickin' me, Sir Scott of Shepherd. You see, I am committed to never shilling some dildo-freaking hipster crappy product like all the other podcasters do, all right? So my only ask is that you spend 10 seconds right now, pull to the side of the road, even if you're on the frickin' freeway, and rate and review this podcast. Then share it with a friend. That's my only ask. You see, this will help spread my movement. I want to create an army of 1,000 independent writers, creators, and thinkers who get to spend their days doing what they love, writing, creating, thinking, and taking notes using analog tools, while also making multiple six figures if they even choose to. And more importantly, I want to help my people build a tribe, a tribe of people that they were meant to serve. And so by rating and reviewing this podcast right now, you will directly help me and many others in achieving this mission. Peace.